The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, everybody. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm going to be chatting with Ann Holland, who is the publisher of which test one, along with some other publishing ventures, which we'll explore later. Uh, Anne, welcome to the show. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, so you're, a, dare I say it, an internet veteran. You've been around the block a few times like I have. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I know that you're right, you have this uh, site, Witch Test One. I'd like you to just, uh, if you could start out by, by telling folks about it. Uh, some of our case studies have been featured on it, so I'm a big fan. Oh yeah, we love we love your case studies. Um, well, every single week we publish um, a new A/B test. Um, we don't do the A/B test. We're journalists, and we, we're very enthusiastic about A/B testing. And so we go out there and we talk to marketers around the world, and we get them to agree to let us publish one of their A/B tests. And every single week, you can go on the site and you can actually take the test. You can look at two creatives, version A, version B, and you can decide which one you think won. And then you click to vote and then you see the actual real life results which one actually won and it freaks people out because inevitably sooner or later you're going to get one wrong and you can sit there you can it's like a video game for marketers you can sit there all day long and and test test your gut against the reality of uh, ab testing i mean okay, so end, this is kind of like a chat roulette for web marketers <laughs> it's kind of fun it definitely it, it helps you prove to yourself that i really should test my site yeah, well, you know, I, you, you said that you know sooner or later you're going to get one wrong. I think you know my long term average there on your site's about fifty fifty, kind of like a coin flip. So <laughs> it just goes to show. But, but I mean, you know, that that brings up an important kind of psychological uh, premise behind testing that you know, on average, people think they're better than average drivers, and you know, we all think that we're smarter than the average bear. I mean, is that true in marketing as well? Are we so full of ourselves that we think we're right all the time? I think so. I think a lot of people are very surprised when they got one wrong. In fact, if you check Twitter, um, it's at which test one. Um, we'll have hundreds of people who will actually Twitter whether they got the test right or got the test wrong each week. And people will often have very fairly shocked tweets. You know, they'll be like, oh, I got it wrong. Oh, my golly. <laughs> uh, and, and, and these are usually whole page tests. In other words, it's just one page versus a redesigned whole, uh, another whole page. They're not tactical tests of, say, headline or button color or things things like that that you'd more likely see in a multivariate test, right? Oh, well, we have done all sorts of kinds. We have, we have featured all sorts of, of types of tests. A lot of the time they are whole page tests, but sometimes it's just the headline that changed. I love that because it's such a nice, clean test where you really learn something about a headline. Um, sometimes they're actually, we have email tests, we have direct postal mail tests. Um, it could be a, a pop-up or, or an overlay test, all sorts of different types of things, a cart tests, you name it. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, you know, one of the things that it seems like uh, people will do is they will assign 
meaning after the fact. Let's say we're talking about a full-page redesign. Yeah. They'll, they'll see them side by side and then go, well, it's obvious which test won and why it won. I mean, do you see a lot of this kind of uh, meaning-making going on uh, where people try to Monday morning quarterback and figure out what the important thing was in the redesign? Oh, it's very funny. I mean, each test gets an average of at least 40 people write, writing writing comments on it, you know, saying, well, obviously, this is the reason why this one won, you know, anyone would, you know, but, you know, it's, it's in hindsight. <laughs> it's so easy to know which one won once you look in hindsight. Although, I got to tell you, there are still some tests on that site where I'll go back because we've got almost 150 tests now on the in the library and I'll go back and look at some of them and I'll I'll get it wrong every time. I've seen that thing three times and every time I get it wrong because I forget. Yeah, you forget the immediate experience and you just look at it with fresh eyes. So it just yeah. goes to show you, you know, that gut reactions are just that. I mean, we have our intuition uh, and and that's got its limitations, but I think the other part of this is that the perspective of the marketers, we can't take ourselves out of the equation. So in addition to just bad intuition, we also are bringing our own biases to it. We're not the target audience. That's what I have to keep reminding myself. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. see that as being kind of a big part of the, the problem, as it were? That's huge. And we've also had tests where we showed results based on who the target audience was. There was this really cool test. It was a, uh, a video test, and they tested uh, the voiceover, the accent of the voiceover. Did mm -hmm. it work better? It was it was a global so prospects all over the world, mostly English speaking countries, were watching this video on the site, and they if they wanted to know would a British accent work better or would an American accent work better, and they found it com the winner completely depended on the country. In Australia, they preferred a British accent. In India, they converted better with an American accent. Yeah, there's, you, there's huge, uh, of course, differences when you start going cross-cultural. And, and, but I was talking about just a little bit more uh, subtle thing, which is that uh, we're kind of, well, for example, I hate long-form sales letters. And, oh, I hate them too. Uh, you know, and the, we, did, we redesigned this site once, which was a long-form sales letter, and we turned it into a microsite, organized it logically into, you know, it was for... Uh, a kind of weightlifting, burn the fat kind of ebook. Oh. And, you know, he said, "Here's here's the science. Here's here's the technique. Here's the about the guy that created the system." And it was all logically laid out in a microsite. And I'm proud to say we were able to lower conversion rates by a third. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, like a lot of times you have to remember that you know they're they're just like schlocky people. There are people that want the uh, the thigh master or the you know enzyme pills or whatever you know, and, and yeah, it's just that, not I them. I tend to see that a lot with the uh, the autoplay video. Most marketers just are revolted by the idea of a video just blasting out of your computer screen at you. They want people to have to click to watch the video. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, yeah, the, the test will actually prove the autoplay video worked better. Uh, yeah, it's, the, it's the yeah. Frank Kern school of, uh, of yeah. landing pages. Giant autoplay video or maybe just a video with the giant play button on it. And that's the whole page, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it works for in some circumstances. It depends on the market. It completely depends on the market. So, um, you know, before we go into our uh, break here in a, in, a, in a minute, I wanted to ask you, give me your top three most shocking test results. I mean, things that rocked you on your heels and you said, wait, that can't be right. You need to rerun the test again. <laughs> well, well, I've 
Well, there was uh, there was one test that, that this test really blew me away because it's something I always was dying to see data on, and I didn't really believe that even if we we ran the test that it would really prove out. I always thought it was a best result, best practice to put a little tiny privacy policy, like we respect your privacy, like underneath an opt-in form, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there, somebody actually ran the test. Westwood College actually ran an A-B test. Everything else on the page was the same except for this little tiny bit of fine print on the opt-in form. I mean, not even linked, nothing. And they ended up getting 19% more f- form submits. from With teenagers. the privacy link. From teenagers. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, the Facebook generation wanted to see a privacy link. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So (laughs) paranoia runs deep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another great test, uh, overlay tests are always fabulous tests. I don't necessarily like it when someone thrusts an overlay in my face. But um, what I thought was interesting is people are now, generally overlays do better than a site without an overlay popping up in your face. But one site that I thought did something interesting was that they tested how big the, the image in the overlay should be. Should it be like this big giant order form or should it be like this little tiny innocuous thing and they actually found that the little tiny innocuous one got 122 percent more opt-ins well so uh, obvious isn't always better i mean they're just the screaming you know flashing animated buttons that uh glow and spin and everything else then maybe that's not the way to go Hmm. it may not be the way to go that was for housewives who liked crocheting so apparently they were more subtle than their a a more more subdued uh, yes uh high tea kind of crowd i would think yeah. yeah, the <laughs> third test that really blew me away was one on um, social proof. Uh, there was a, an email opt-in form on a blog, and what they asked was, um, what they said was, should we just say, you know, get our email opt, get our emails, it's free with a little, you know, the, the box, or should we add a little line of copy underneath that says how many readers we currently have? You know, should it say, you know, join our 14,000, you know, other readers? Mm-hmm. Because everyone thinks, oh, you know, again, that's that kind of Facebook thing. People might like to see there's so many other people reading this. And I really, I really thought that social proof would win. I thought that would that was going to be the sexy thing. If I'd gone with my gut, that would have won. And it totally lost. It lost like by like 20 points. It was huge. So the, the one without the proof <laughs> was the one that won. It was just the clean and simple, just get the email. So even um, old saws or trusted standbys uh, fail, then you'd think you know, slathering on the trust and credibility in the form of social proof would be a good thing. Uh, yeah. Not always, apparently. Or there's a better alternative. I mean, maybe the point isn't to say necessarily that it failed, is that this other thing, whatever it was in its place, was more effective. Yeah. It was, it was just a lot more effective not to have social proof. Well, what, what was the, what was there in the in the spot of the social proof? Was there nothing? Something? They just took it out. It was like, do okay, we stick right, that so in there or do we take it out? Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's pretty clean test then. I can't argue with that. Very clean as much, test. As much as I'd like to. Okay, uh, we're going to take a short break uh, for our sponsors, and we'll be back in a quick two minutes with Ann Holland. This is your host Tim Ash for LPO Landing Page Optimization. More LPO Landing Page Optimization in just a moment. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, this is LPO, Landing Page Optimization, with your host, Tim Ash. And this week, I'm talking to Ann Holland, the publisher of Witch Test One. Uh, now, Ann, uh, before the break, we are talking about some shocking things and things we weren't expecting. But, okay, to be fair, we're, as marketers, we're not total idiots, or at least I like to think we're not. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, again, one of those things that I should test instead of assuming. But aren't there best practices? Are there things that we don't need to test because people have run hundreds of tests and it keeps coming up the same way every time? Would you say there are any, or at least rules of thumb that uh, you should start with or things that if you're considering testing, you should definitely test? A compelling headline that has keywords that your audience cares about will always do better than, well, either no headlines, shocking numbers of pages <laughs> don't actually even have a headline, um, or, you know, a headline with a lot of generic kind of the leading solution kind of blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, you know that. You know that generally making your button bigger, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of make, make the button bigger. Can the, you know, everyone's always like, well, what color works better for a button? And I'm like, forget that. Is it visible? Just is it how visible can you make it even two inches wider? Make the button bigger. Okay, um, so this is something that's called, to just to kind of uh, yeah. geek out a little bit in, in user experience terms, it's called affordance. In other words, do you know that something's even possible that it's there? So making it clear that it is a button and it's say got rounded corners and it might be a little extruded and beveled and it's big enough and it's a different color all of those things make it clear that there's something actionable here would you say that's okay exactly exactly and and for god's sake 
<laughs> get the extra button off your page that says delete or erase. Yeah, reset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reset the form after you fill out a Five form. companies' forms have those. Really? No, it's it, well. Well, to me, it's like in general, uh, just as a rule of thumb, you can have multiple actions on a page or even associated with a form, but really, you should have one button. Everything else has to be kind of demoted and deprecated to being text links or uh, or something or buttons of a different color, you know, more benign or neutral color. There should only yeah. be one primary button. You shouldn't be confused about which one to push. Yeah, Verizon actually. There was a Verizon homepage where they tested that, where they had uh, it was a homepage that had eighty nine billion buttons on it. I mean, leading to everything you could possibly buy from Verizon. But they <laughs> they they made and, and they tested should all of them be sort of red. Or should all of them be gray except for, you know, let's just pick one that's going to be our red one, our, our hero button. Right. And the, the homepage with just one hero button and the rest of them were, were there, but they were gray, mm-hmm. um, outpulled in terms of sales quite handily. And it even outpulled in terms of sales from the gray buttons. So it wasn't just the red button that did better. That's right, because what you're doing is, I mean, if you put together two or three buttons in a row at the bottom of a form, what you're doing is you're just making me think, or in the, you know, and as in the immortal words of Steve Krug, who's going to be uh, keynoting the conversion conference in New York this fall. God, I love Steve. You know, the title of his book is "Don't Make Me Think," and I mean that pretty much says it all. If I have to think about which button's important. You're not doing your job prioritizing for me. It's your job to prioritize and tell me what's important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But have you also seen that actually, as long as we're kind of um, button-holding buttons here, uh, <laughs> that, that text links under big uh, prominent buttons actually help if you have a text link that says the same thing as the button, kind of a belt and suspenders approach? You know, I, my gut says absolutely that would help. I haven't seen a test on it. If you've got a test on it, you better yeah, we, 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 yeah, we, we've <laughs> send done that it. Over. We've we'll done it. it. Okay. I mean, it's a small <laughs> lift, but usually, you know, if you want a two to mm-hmm. two to five or six percent lift, then uh, just hey. you know, because a lot of people are looking for things to click. So you know, I've seen a lot of cascading style sheet, you know, designery types that's uh, that stop underlining links at all and change oh, the no, link that's color. Wrong. That's you know, wrong. I mean, it, you have to stay in the blues. You don't have to use that kind of toxic electric blue that's the default link color but if you stay in the blues and underline links that's gonna do so much better for you i have seen tests just just adding the word click here i mean little things like that that dumb stuff from the 90s it still improves response rates although click here is not the most informative link text i would say no i meant click here too and then whatever it is that you're oh yeah 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 yeah. see this video click here to buy this product i mean just adding the word click yeah, yeah, click to watch video, you know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, I, I think a lot of marketers are like, well, that's just assumed. And you know what? You still have to say it. Yeah, well, you know what they say about assuming. <laughs> <laughs> when you assume, you make an ass of you and me. And I think that that certainly still applies. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about, well, you you know, you brought up Verizon because we've done some tests with Verizon Wireless as, as, oh, cool. as well and Red Envelope. And uh, one of the things we found is that yeah, this is. If I had a nickel for every time I was asked about which button color is best, then I'd be oh. right now. We probably wouldn't be talking, but uh, you know, you've you probably heard this one before. Which button color is best? So, you know, do you want to take a run at that one? Well, I mean, as we just discussed, the one that is not the color that's all over the rest of your page. Yeah, the the unique <laughs> one that stands out from the rest of your page, right? Exactly. And and but the point is, it's not really kind of red is always best. 
uh, or never. never use red because red is the warning color. I mean, if it's your brand color, it's perfectly fine as, as long as it's used sparingly and, and focuses mm-hmm. attention, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's got to be something that isn't just you know if the if your whole site is coated with pale blue, then your button shouldn't be blue. Yeah, and you know unless it's the login button in the upper right for your returning visitors and, and your clients, in which case they'll find it and they know where it is, and it doesn't. Yeah, and it should be microscopic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, so yeah, it's, so one of the things that. Uh, this kind of goes back to this notion of uh, myth and meaning making after the fact, though, is a lot of times people say, well, it was clearly a, the green button's better than the red button. Well, no, there's lots of other ways to explain even a simple change like a button color because you can say it's because of the contrast with the rest of the page and your color theme, or it's the prominence of it or the presence of other things uh, you know, on the page that are the same color, right? Yeah, and I think the other thing people don't always talk about is the size of the button. Most I I see very few tests where they actually change, really change the size of the button remarkably, Um, or the wording on the button. So they'll so hard uh, should it be red, and it won't occur to them. Why don't I make it another hundred pixels across? Um, And I always thought that was interesting. In particular, you know, a lot of sites right now are trying to get Facebook clicks. Facebook on their likes. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're trying to get that. And what they'll do is there's that kind of standard kind of, you know, like me on Facebook button that the, everybody the uses. The gray thing with the thumbs up or whatever, right? The- yeah, well, and there's a little kind of blue thing that, that, mm-hmm. exp- that you know, go on Facebook. Um, and what one site did, it's called Game Ground. They actually used the standard one because it is the standard, you know, go see us on Facebook button but then they added kind of extra button material around it you know they kind of like added an extra kind of buttony looking thing behind it and a much bigger one so that mm-hmm. it's, it's a much bigger button area mm-hmm. um and that just out pulled by 203 percent wow okay clicks. so it's just it was like if you are using kind of a little standardized button maybe for a branding reason like it's a facebook button maybe you add something bigger around it and of course you know you i know tim you've seen all the data showing that people don't always click on the button people are pretty lazy at clicking if you if you could see a map of your site on where people click that is not clickable it would freak you out Exactly right. You know, th- that's a great tip. By the way, if you don't have it, set up something like uh, Crazy Egg, which is free pretty much, or Clicktail, which is pretty advanced uh, and a user experience analytics package. But yeah, knowing what people scroll, where, what, uh, what they click on that's not clickable, you mean, you'd be surprised. Of course, our own attention wizard tool, which allows you to see where visual emphasis goes on the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be used even with mock-ups of pages that aren't live yet. In any case, you know, you should definitely think about visual prominence of things because, yeah, as my grad school advisor once uh, said, never overestimate people's capacity for stupidity. And you know, one boy, thing was they, he right. Yeah, one thing that they'll always click on is an image, and so often a lot of your images are just there kind of for window dressing, just to make yep. it pretty. Dress it up. And it Decoration. Yeah. Um, I've seen tests that were like, you know, they'll add like a happy smiling person. And sometimes if you just remove the happy smiling person, you'll get a better response rate. But at yeah. the very least test, if someone tries to click on that happy smiling person, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like so a little box it, saying, I'm happy because I bought this product. I mean, what, what are they getting? Yeah, well, what we exactly, so what would you, so if you know people are clicking on it and you insist on leaving it in, that's kind of too two things that right. then you should definitely test sending them somewhere useful 
Right, or, or having a useful overlay up here that, that has some information on it, but they're still on the landing page. Yeah. Yeah, but one thing we've seen from over and over again, that if you put pictures of people on your page, they will get attention, and people will look at them, and like you yep. say, often click on them. But unless that directly supports your call to action, this kind of leads into this whole notion of visual clutter, which we'll explore after the break, uh, you know, then you should really consider getting rid of the decorations. Keep your graphic designer on a short leash. <laughs> they just love to fill in white space, don't they? <laughs> I'm a recovering artist myself. You know, I, when I say things like this and in uh, big conferences, I always get a pissed off graphic designer sending me hate mail and stuff. <laughs> I don't mean it personally. I'm, I just I mean it as a reminder to myself and everybody in the online marketing community that we just have to practice self restraint and not creative self expression. But at the very least, show those reports to your designer. Usually, nobody is showing the designer the click reports. No one's yeah. giving the designer the crazy egg report. Yeah, that's true. When right, they well, see it, it freaks them out. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I think that um, you need to have some kind of, I hate to say guidelines because I work with big companies and they have branding guidelines and you know, <sighs> you know, and uh, that's not what I'm talking about. But, but uh, there's, there has to be a strong litmus test for adding anything to a page period. If it does not directly, if it's not designed to significantly increase conversions, it should not be on the page period. That's my. That's kind of my policy. What do you think of that? I think that's absolutely brilliant, and I completely stand by it. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, we should go out to our commercial break because you heard Ann Holland say Tim is right uh, <laughs> in, in a public forum. No, joking aside, when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about your sordid past and I think present, and I really <laughs> want to know if you inhaled. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back in two minutes after a break for these words from our sponsors here on LPO Landing Page Optimization. More LPO Landing Page Optimization in just a moment. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link-building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line -line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. 
AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for Landing Page Optimization. And uh, before the break, I was exploring Ann Holland's sordid past, but I won't go into you know, too much detail because what I know about her and her cats and tourists <laughs> staring at her and her offices in Newport, you know, I mean, these are horrible things. But the shocking thing to me is, Ann, did you inhale? Are you yourself a cannabis user? <laughs> Only in high school. <laughs> Only in high school. Okay. Well, see, at least you admitted more than Bill Clinton ever would. Anyway, uh, <laughs> turns out that Anne actually is is uh, runs uh, Dispensary Business News, uh, which is, of course, you know, perfectly one hundred percent legit for the growers of medical marijuana, right? Yes, it's you're, for the growers and, and the and the retailers of legal medical marijuana, mostly <laughs> okay. in uh, California and Colorado. That's where most of our readers are for that publication. Uh, would you like um, a brownie with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm San Diego. We have actually our our city government's cracking down. They they've basically said you have to space them this far apart, and they can't be within two thousand yards of a school. And the only places they're allowed anymore is like you know out in the desert, about an hour from here. It seems like, but uh, we had about a hundred of them, I think, in in San Diego alone. So highly competitive field, which of course is why they need some expert marketing journalists to help them compete. <laughs> And, you know, you're just filling a need. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let, let's talk a little bit more about, um, kind of the, uh, you know, you've, you've done a lot of uh, testing around, or you've seen a lot of testing around headlines and copywriting. Uh, let's talk about kind of the psychology of copywriting. I mean, what are you know, some of the things that, that work, don't work, or, or merit testing uh, in terms of headlines and button text? Well, in terms of headlines, you know, if it's coming from SEO or PPC, any kind of search traffic, if your headline can get that search term into it, and it's so simple. I mean, it's so simple. It's a little dynamic thing, and you just stick their, their search term into your headline. That, I mean, that almost invariably raises response rates. Another way of doing it is adding a little headline kind of above the headline saying, as seen in Google, you know, as seen in Facebook, wherever they came from, adding the as seen in. I mean, that's an old classic thing. I mean, you've been to stores where it says, you know, as seen in Vogue, as seen as in the Wall Street Journal. You can actually stick it in depending on what content site or site they're coming from. Yeah, I mean, and you know the referring URL, right? Refer- I mean, yeah. You know they just came from Google, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it works for e-commerce. It works for all sorts of places. I don't know why. I mean, I know a few people who've tested it. It worked for all of them. I don't know why more people don't. Well, you know, that's that's one I hadn't actually tested myself, uh, so as seen in where you came from. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've also seen that mirroring your headline copy and your button copy tends to work fairly well. And when I myself am creating landing pages, I try to keep the same words. Not the entire headline of my button copy, but if my say my headline says, you know, free webinar, you know, and then the name of the webinar, my button copy will say, you know, click to register for free webinar. 
So it, mm-hmm. it tries to. It, I always try to get the same words because I have seen some tests around that where they tried to mirror words as opposed to very different words, and the, the same words tended to work. You kind of just underscoring the same message over and over again. Not similar words, same words. Okay, so don't try to, you know, SEO keyword stuff it with related terms. Actually use the same exact terms. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of like I heard this, uh, this joke recently. So this uh, SEO walks into a bar, restaurant, <laughs> drinking establishment, uh, imbibing place, pub. Sorry. <laughs> too, too geeky of a joke, okay. Uh, but, you know, we try to keyword stuff it with every, from every possible <laughs> angle, right? Uh, Anyway, uh, so okay, so yeah, what you're talking about, though, what underlies the effectiveness of that, I think, is matching the visitor's intent. Yeah, uh, they had a certain expectation that was set before they even got to your page. So if you follow through with that uh, in a you know, with a high degree of continuity, then then they feel at home and that their needs are actually being met, even mm-hmm. if the rest of the page is completely unchanged, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what about, what about in terms of this, just the psychology and what people respond to in a headline? Any thoughts about uh, stuff you've seen that consistently works? Uh, oh, gee, you know, the word free, the word new. I mean, it's really classic copywriting stuff. When you, when you get out all those classic copywriting books, even from like the 1930s, when great oh, yeah, copy like, began to happen, those rules still- Schwartz and, and, and those kind of guys, right? Yeah, Capel, all those different people. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was just, un- all those rules still work, and are critical. I mean, just, it's classic human psychology with words. Um, Anything, any adaptations we need to make for the fact that uh, people have ADD on the web? <laughs> well, I do try to get the most important, I mean, you, you, you obviously, you've got the eye tracking tool that you offer. Um, I, I do try to be super aware that maybe only the first two to three words in any one of my headlines will be read. Um, and I think about that too when I'm writing email subject lines. Only the first maybe 20 characters are going to be seen. So I, you know, that often will ch- cause you to move a word higher up in 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 line. So, <laughs> so really, really craft your words and really sweat the details. And I would say, I mean, again, mm-hmm. just be compact, uh, be clear, but try to get it into as few words as possible and stack the important words up front. Is that exactly basic? stack the important words up front? Yeah. Okay, well, I know that we, we could go on for hours, and I would love to. In fact, uh, if you would be willing, I would love to have you back on the show sometime in the future. Uh, oh, cool. But uh, in the meantime, uh, where can people find you? What are you up to? Are there any events or resources? Uh, or how can sure. people get in touch with you? Just go to witchtest1.com, and that's it's witchtest, W-O-N, one. It's the winner, you know, witchtest1.com. And you can see our case study library of 150 um, tests. It's actually one new one every week, and you can horse around and play around and have fun with this week's test. Um, and if you are in the dispensary industry... <laughs> <laughs> Um, which you probably aren't if you're listening to this, but if you are or you know someone who is, you could always go to Dispensary Business News. Which because is- it's always 420 somewhere in the world. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but you also you have another site called Subscription Site Insider, which is all about paywalls and, uh, and uh, restricting premium content behind. Uh, so do you want to tell folks about that one as well? That's true, sure. Um, we've got a whole team behind that one. Um, we've got about 10 people here, so we're, we're working on many different sites, but Subscription Site Insider uh, actually has uh, some of the ma- the dating sites, uh, newspapers, uh, major membership sites, all those folks 
read that. And it is specifically how to raise your profits if you are operating a membership a paywall site or a subscription site on the internet, and it's all research-based. And we do have—we uh, actually gave an award to one of the tests that you ran last year, Tim, for a subscription site. So we actually give awards on on paywall testing. And we also talk about pricing and technology and everything you need to know to make more money with your paywall. Yeah, and I understand you actually are going to have a, a pretty intimate user conference in, or not sorry, not user conference, but conference about that in in New York coming up this fall. Is that right? We are. We're, yeah, we're just about to announce for October at the last week in October. We will be in New York City on Fifth Avenue with our intimate member conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're very excited about that one. Um, in particular, we're going to be sharing some unbelievable information on credit card processing for subscription sites. There's some advanced stuff right now that is going to change your bottom line in kind of a radical way. Yeah, I, I've been hearing a, a rumblings of that already. Uh, well, Anna, if people want to follow you on Twitter, what's your handle? Sure. I'm uh, Ann Holland. That's Ann with an E. Ann Holland 55. Ann Holland 55 on Twitter. If you want great marketing information from a a very, very interesting lady. You found the right Twitter handle. Thanks again for being on the show. And uh, I'm going to sign off here with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, and tune in again soon with more provocative interviews with conversion insiders and thought leaders. Mm-hmm.